Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Berry, and this time I'm only joined by one of our of my co-hosts. I've got uh, Josh is uh, a little bit preoccupied tonight. Got some things going on, but uh, Darren's holding down the fort with me. Darren, it's been a while since we've done this solo, but this is about the show began, so it's only right to do it every now and again, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this. And uh, one of the things that uh, we were talking about before we went on was what we were going to talk about. We were trying to have that debate. And the first thing that stood out to you and I was this report, uh, well, not necessarily a report, but a statement from the ACC commissioner. I had his name pulled up here for just a second. Uh, Let's see here. His name is Jim Phillips. And he said that all 10 FBS commissioners are unanimous in their support for three proposed rule changes for college football to shorten the length of games. They are saying this is a player safety issue, much like the overtime rule that they've tweaked here, where the third overtime is where you can go for, you can kick an extra point in the first overtime, you have to go for the two in the second overtime, then the third overtime is not a drive, it is simply two-point plays from the three-yard line. Mm-hmm. So, or the two-yard line, I guess it is. But, anyway, the point being that uh, the... The rule changes are as follows. This is not, again, this is not official, but this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes official. They're meeting in Indianapolis this week. They include running a clock after a first down, accepting the last minutes of either half, eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive timeouts, and carrying over any fouls to the next quarter instead of finishing with an untimed down. So, Darren, what says you to this? Um... I, I, let's see. Let me bring up the, bring them up right in front of my face so I can just make sure I'm not missing any. Um, as a, it's only three. Yeah, just to make sure my, my, <laughs> my a lot of. So the, yeah, the, cons- yeah, co- consecutive timeouts is, I'm, I'm fine with. I think, um, especially, especially in, um, really, really, I think I'm just fine with that. I, I, <laughs> it's just like time out again. What are you doing? Um, ask me the, around. He might have an answer. Yeah. Um, the, the penalty to the next quarter, instead of playing an untimed down, um, I think, that's also fine. I think really the only time that really matters is like at the end of the game where you make a big penalty and you know, that a f- been a score uh, um, in any other situations, like whatever you get five seconds, le- uh, le- uh, uh, five seconds into the next quarter. whoop de do um, I don't see any benefit or any, I don't see any benefit really to, having it be at the end of any other uh, that occurring at the end of any other quarter honestly have time but even then it's like the fourth quarter like and even then half these games i mean college football is way more exciting than i thought i think we both agree with that yeah but in college games tend to be closer but let's just be honest if it's alabama versus chattanooga and alabama's beating chattanooga by like 60 who the hell cares Mm mm-hmm I mean, it's just like, okay, let's just 
Why? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand. I'm fine with it. I. I. I but I just agree with you the first time. I. I, I kind of liked the fact that you could call two consecutive timeouts in college football, but I. But I also because. But here's the thing. With what they were, with the other rule that we haven't got to yet, it kind of went hand in hand, because timeouts didn't use to don't as of right now they don't matter as much in college football as they do in the NFL, mm-hmm. because the clock's on that stop after a first down. Yeah. So because so I, I okay I can waste a timeout knowing that if I stop the clock if I get a first down and I gotta have a drive, I've effectively called a timeout. Mm-hmm. At least until I get the chain set. Yeah. So I I. I didn't mind that. So to me, if you're going to take the way the timeout, then you've got to change the play clock thing. Yeah, it, it makes sense. The I game mean, clock. And that's going to be the case in if you know for any of these players that are trying to go to the NFL, you're going to end up going into that. So why not be used to that type of gameplay? If you aim to go into the NFL, um, the NFL doesn't have doesn't stop the clock after first down. You keep rolling. You spike the ball if you need to, or you try all the plays get out of bounds. So I think that will. will When's the last time someone spiked the ball in college? I cannot think of a single time <laughs> at all. Um, but we're probably going to see a little bit more if this passes. And frankly, I, I, I don't see a real negative to any of these for the most part. Um, like anything that would truly break the game or anything of that sort. It'll just be like, it really, it'll, it'll just be up to scrutiny from the people who are like, eh, why are we changing things? But it was fine the way it was. Why was it fine? I don't know. I just don't like change. That's, and that's that, really hey, how that's it's going to be. <laughs> you saw how I don't, you saw how you acted about baseball last week. Well, that, Josh ghosted me. yeah, but that has a legitimate reason. Most of the people that are going to be against the change won't even have a real reason. They just don't want change. At least, at least we. I, I mean, I, I understood the the reasoning. People didn't like it, but then I witnessed the one video, and I was like, "Oh, now that's stupid." All right, now I really don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least I would say, for the most part, you you have reasons to be against certain changes. <laughs> yeah, I, I generally try to back up what I say. Hmm. It may be complete horseshit, but I try to back it up. Yeah. It's anything's better than I just don't like it or it should just stay the same. Because it's not that reason. And too many yeah. people t- try to think that is. True. But see that I I always thought that I really I really liked how college football separated itself from the NFL by having the clock stop for a first down. Because mm-hmm. I thought it made the game more exciting because it it it, it, it controlled the chaos a little bit, but because of the fact that these are college athletes, there was still plenty of chaos to go around. Yeah. The end of the game, it's still like, oh, God. Because there's the mm-hmm. thing. It's not clock stops and it goes on the staff of the ball. It's when they get the chain set. So if you get a short little five-yard gain, you need three yards, you still got to get a play call to get it going. Yeah. It also eliminates something, and this is kind of what they're going for, I think. How many times have we seen teams on short yardage late in games who will just simply, like third and one, will run the ball and get a first down and then stop the clock and then go again? And this time they have the big play. I love that about college football. I think it's great. 
Because it's like, okay, we're all thinking, hey, they're going to throw it. They have to throw it. they got to go downfield. No, they don't. They can just run the ball. I loved that part of it. But I'm also not entirely against this. Yeah. It's not, I don't know, it's not implied in any of this, but I just want to get your opinion now that I'm thinking about it. These rules are making it more like an NFL game. You think we're ever going to get to a two feet down in college football instead of one? I would I wouldn't say so. I think that might be one thing where we might get into the the vo- very vocal um uh base uh that just that just takes away all the I mean that's when you would really get get into the point of taking away points off the board and other things like that and simply because everyone tends to like a high scoring game um that might piss a lot of people off if for no other reason than just that whether I think it's a an acceptable reason I don't eh but it doesn't love, I, a, it doesn't love a 70 63 yeah. game yeah but I think that's one thing well, it's uh, you know it, it's funny. I guess make the statement of you know these players should be ready to to start getting into an NFL mindset, but I don't think. But I think there's a line for that, right? Like some of these some of these pace of play things, sure, that's fine. But the other things that are a little more a little more strict, or a little uh, rather less strict in the NFL in in in, uh, in the in college would be that. And I think there are still that's still things that you can you can you can translate, right? Over and you can loan, right? Obviously people loan it and loan it quickly. Um right. because of all these um, catches we see year in, year out. I mean I swear they get more insane as we go. Um because of Many things that was the way the, the how accurate the quarterback places the ball, how aware the receiver is of the ball and his feet, everything like it's it's just I mean I, I would imagine the players are practicing for all of this regardless. Like no matter what, they're they're practicing one way or the other for these situations. They probably had many one games foot, like get your foot in bounds or get two feet. Yeah. It's like one foot, two foot, your elbow, whatever it is that calls you in, practice making sure it's in. Because that way there's no doubt. But if you got the one foot in, then you know you're good. But always try yeah. to get more. Like that, that's, I feel like if I, if I was, uh, if I was in the coaching realm, and I know I never will be, that's one, that's how I would be, you know, getting them practiced up is practice is, practice it perfect, but if there's, you know, if there's a little slip up, you're still technically a good in the NCAA rules, um, right? Because there's no harm in that. There's no, there's zero harm in that. Right. It's um, like, oh, he got two feet in bounds. That's yeah. not a catch. No, it's, like, it's, it's <laughs> we just made sure. Yeah, it's like that's no something. Doubt. That's something you can practice regardless, and don't have to think about. Whereas the the pace of play stuff, you actually have to have a cognizant. You have to be cognizant of. All right, this rule's different. Like the, I can't go up and I have to go up and spike it if I get the first down because the clock isn't stopping anymore. Like that will actually have a big effect. Whereas I have to think about my timeouts now. Mm-hmm. 
It's like I can't just go I'm calling a timeout right, willy-nilly. I'm and... looking right at the head coach of West Virginia University. Yeah. So um, I, I feel like there'd be a line, and I think that line might be one that I would say shouldn't be crossed. I would agree I... with that. I believe would. It was funny. I was we were I was in Morgantown this past weekend, and we were driving past the the football stadium to go back to my brother's apartment. And uh, we drove past the bus car center, and I was like, I see the lights on. And it was like nine o'clock, and I'm like, I hope to God Neil Brown is in there trying to fix the stand team. Yeah. Like, don't be at home, buddy. <laughs> sit, sit in that office and figure this thing out because we need to get a lot better. Yeah. Now, pace of play. Uh, do you want to take a guess at how much they how how much they think they're going to lop off games? In terms of minutes, um, four plays, if you want. Um, uh, let me think. I'm just, I'm just with like fifteen plays. Oh, you're a little bit over. You want to try minutes? Minutes. Um, like straight up, how long the broadcast takes. Yes, has shortened the yeah. average length of games by finished sentence. Um, 20 minutes. Oh, man, you're, you're being way too generous. They say it's going to cut eight plays out and seven, eight minutes of broadcast time. Hmm. I, I mean... I really see why they're going to some under 10 minutes, but whatever. Yeah, I mean... It's a bit weird, but I guess it's a start if that's what you want. If your goal yeah. is to make it a little shorter, I mean, I mean I'm not gonna notice, but yeah, yeah. okay. If, if if the people making the big bucks notice it, I then sure. I mean, that oh my minutes god, is... my I have a game that started at twelve and it go and it ends at three thirty two instead of three forty. I can start my other broadcast still two minutes late with three thirty game. <laughs> oh my god, look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but kind of wrap up here. I'm I'm not opposed to any of this. Like I I don't I don't love the clock stopping just because I enjoyed that part of college football. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to stop watching because of it. I watch the NFL, don't I? Yeah. So they they were kind of looking at this like well. With the expansion of the playoffs, we're going to be playing more games. We need to at least think about what's necessary and what isn't. And I understand that point of view. I really do. I think this is more about the taking plays out than it is cutting the cutting the the time of broadcast down. Yeah, because I mean, eight eight fewer plays is it really is eight fewer chances for someone to get hurt, whereas eight fewer minutes play can take. A de- a play can theoretically take a significant amount of time, uh, not eight minutes, of course, but <laughs> but it, yeah, that would be the world's longest lateral toss. Having the ocean the cow band again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you're right, and not only that, but like here's the thing: that seven or eight minutes. We can make that back up with a review. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, a, what, what do you think is going to stand a game by cutting it down when we have a targeting call that takes like five minutes to review? Then we have a, pers- a pass 
a, uh, another first look ballot takes another top 10 minutes in the future. Like, we've already made this, we've already made this up. Mm-hmm. And then some. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Let us move on then to the National Football League, where a certain two-time MVP quarterback, not that he'll remind you of that or anything. No, not at all. He's no. humble. No, humble man. Uh, has not spoken to the general manager of the team that employs him since he referred from his darkness retreat. Well, talking about Aaron Rodgers, and I will ask you this very important question, Derek. Is that a significant thing? Yeah, it's 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 not a good look. I mean, he pretty much he pretty much said, "Oh yeah, I'd have I'll have uh, I'll let you know." Pretty much when I'm done with this retreat. That was pretty much what he said. Like, the goal of the retreat was to have that decision made. Uh, four days in darkness. And I'll let you know if I want to come back. Well, where's your freaking answer? The whole world wants to know. Because someone's looking to probably try to try to, to, to take you. <laughs> if you're actually going to still play football. Um... And hell, even if even if you do come back, you're probably not playing in Green Bay at this point. I I think he's effectively kissing that goodbye. Did you imagine how much like if they traded him on draft night, it would break the draft broadcast? Oh boy, um, yeah, it it would be absolutely insane. It would literally go to the point where it's like, okay, first round, if he gets traded, forget about people who are actually being drafted. Let's talk about this guy. It would become like if you ever watched like day three, the four through seven rounds of the draft, they do a bunch of features and they do a bunch of interviews, the BS interviews, and then the player's name gets scored across the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. That's the first round would be. Yeah. Like if he gets traded, like once the first, like if he gets traded, like round, like, I'll just throw this up. Let's say the Patriots trade for him. In that, like, once the, once the first round, the first top 10 picks are over, we have, like, what, pick 14? Uh, 14 or 15, yeah. Four, something like that. So, like, if we get to 14, the mid-first round, and then he gets traded, we're like, okay, everyone else, we don't give a shit. We're, just go. Like, we're, we're, we're done. I'm not I'm not cutting to the stage. I'm talking. I'm cutting the Adam Schefter again, talking about how Aaron Rodgers got traded to the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you really think he's done in Green Bay? Like, I, 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 I know we had discussion before, but like, yeah. do, you, do you really think he's done? I, I feel like you pull all of these shenanigans consistently, and then you do this stupid nonsense. Uh, who in their right mind would would put, continue putting up with it? I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's... I, I genuinely don't care who it is. If Tom Brady was doing this shit, I would say the same thing. Stop it. Get him out of here. Did. Stop dealing with it. Yeah. It's like, stop dealing with it. Go get somebody else. Move on with your lives. Because you're going to have to move on eventually anyway. <laughs> and, and Oh, by the way, let, let's just point this out. The Packers have proven one thing over the past, like, 25 years. Mm-hmm. They draft well. Yeah. So it's not like they can't go find another good quarterback. Exactly. Well, we know they did in Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they obviously felt high enough of 
for highly enough of to take him as early as they did. Yeah. So it's like, okay, uh, we can remove your albatross of a contract, get the kid on mm-hmm. the cheapo deal, and, and yeah, and our track record as an organization proves we can do this. Bye. Because I think what what what, what we what the number came down to he's due something like fifty or sixty million this uh, season. Something like that. Let's like, find up the over the cap again. A ridiculous <laughs> amount of money for a guy who yeah. played like shit last season. Can't decide if he wants to come back. You you will be in almost no worse position if you get rid of him and go with the cheaper option because at least you now have a little bit more of that money to spend on somebody to help him. Also, this is funny. The when I typed it over the cap, the first link that showed up was the Green Bay Packers page. That's funny. They knew. <laughs> they knew. Okay, here's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, guaranteed salary, $59.4 million. His cap number is $31.6 million. If, if they were to, let's type in, if, he, they, if they trade him before June 1st, oh boy, they, they uh, have $40.3 million in dead money and $8.6 million in cap savings. Excuse me. Yeah. Wait, pardon me. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if they, yeah. So it's it's not. Uh, wait. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to read. No, they would actually add eight point six million to the cap. I'm sorry. Ooh. Yeah, but I, the way it comes off, it's hard to read whether or not it's whatever. But yes. So it it it, it would be. Whereas if they waited. Till after June first, they would save fifteen point seven against the cap, and they would have only have fifteen million in dead money. So if you go and trade him, don't trade him on draft night. Trade him in like the middle of June. Yeah, yeah. Dra- draft. Go ahead and draft his potential replacement. You already if, have. It, 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 unless, unless you, uh, you know, unless you're sticking with love, which why not? And. Pick up some guys, and then let let him go. Someone will be dumb enough to take that that cat money. <laughs> New York Jets. Uh huh. And, and then we'll Zach be here Wilson to laugh. Make his life a, and then Zach Wilson will, according to him, make his life a living hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. The, the the only way I see that happening, he walks into the building. I'm your new stepdad. <laughs> he went there. He went there. Now that's some. Now that's now that'll mess with you. Yeah. Coming in, and he just comes and say, every time Aaron misses a pass. Now, son, I raised you. Better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear that that in the back of your head, and then he just says, "Screw it, I'm out." He, he, and then he, he like. That that's the end of Aaron Rodgers' career. He just quits on the spot. I'm he done with this shit. He does what A B did in that same stadium. I guess the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Uh, now, how the hell am I supposed to focus after that now? Oh, uh, very carefully. I'm not getting well that you know that. Uh, <laughs> the Packers right now have seventeen and a half million dollars in cap space. Go draft, hmm. go draft, young team. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. draft. 
you're not gonna unless you unless you make a an earth shattering move and there's only one earth shattering move you can make. Uh, you're gonna have to draft someone because that seventeen that million ain't gonna get you much. Yeah, not this NFL. Yeah, you're certainly not picking up too much on free agency. No, unless you want to go ballot check it. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time someone. I have a hard time believing someone's gonna look at at this and go, "Yeah, I'll play for you on the cheap." But I, and I might have Jordan Love as my quarterback. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pass. Uh huh. But that's how the Packers want to represent. Like they don't spend money in free agency. They draft and they draft well. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: if they ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of broke, uh. Carson Wentz's career is broke. And I can argue Marcus Mariota's career is broke. Mm-hmm. So, Darren, uh, the two quarterbacks who were released by their respective teams, uh, former teams now, Washington and Atlanta, over the course of the past week, mm. who's, who are you more optimistic for in the rest of the going forward in their careers in the NFL? Carson Wentz or Marcus Mariota? Um. I think I think Mariota has some. He he's still got plenty of time. I think I think he he could still land in in an in an organization that's a little more on par, and it, it can it can set him up properly, um, because if nothing that I've seen has indicated that he's not you know putting in work. He's not. You know, he's not um, you know causing dra- unnecessary drama and all of this stuff, and I think he was. It was just that team was already hot garbage, and you can only do so much with it. And you know, I, I'm. I'm a, he did leave the team towards last year once he got benched. Mm-hmm. So that maybe at that point there was something. Right, that something we might never never know of. Ah, at that point, maybe they were just like, "I right, was sticking with this beat. Get out of here, whatever." Um, I, I think I remember saying he had a kid not that long prior, and he lost mm-hmm. in the yoga injury. So it's like you're not going to play anymore, and you got to like just. There's yeah, no need. it's like if so, but but whereas Carson wins. This is now his third team in at base, what is this, in his many years, and he's going to be putting on to his fourth team, and two two of those teams he he's been hot garbage and be, he has personally been hot garbage and therefore the team has been hot garbage and he was bounced around in the in the quarterback carousel and the garbage heap that was the the Commanders so. That in of all things is 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 rock bottom. You're not getting any lower than that situation, and you're probably not recovering from it. Like you're, if if anything, you will probably be riding the bench for the remainder of your short career because you've already proven that you can't do the work. If only the Cleveland Browns had cap space. It's. And with all the things that have come that have come out about you know how poor of a team player he was, um, and having you know coaches say that he picking him up was a was openly saying picking him up was a poor decision, 
Um, yeah, that that speaks more than it needs to. Did I not say on this podcast that that he, him being insubordinate was a massive red flag? Mm-hmm. Like when you have a quarterback, when he was back in Philadelphia, you had Doug Peterson as qualified NFL head coach as you'll ever. <clears throat> Doug Peterson can fight out coach. Mm-hmm. And when he and here's the thing, if he's calling plays, tells you to do something, you damn well do it. Yep. But for two reasons. One, he's your head coach. End of story. Two, as if you need another part of this, he knows what he's doing. And when you have Carson Wentz not you have Carson Wentz refusing to, to go over film in the film room and like be a team player in that aspect. You have him ogling out of plays, not because he doesn't think it'll work, but because he just simply doesn't like said play. That's a massive red flag. Like who would want that? <clears throat> if you're a coach or a GM in this league, why would you even want that in your locker room? Yes, we understand players have more power now than they had before. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at some point it <clears throat> still comes down to I am your head coach. You're going to do mm-hmm. as I say, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, it's like there's still this is still a job. They're still your boss. Like in no other in no other position would that roll, and would that fly, and would you be coming back into the office next week? So, yes, there is definitely leeway in the NFL with how this works. Because that's that's how it works. At that but, position, but, only. but at that exactly. But there's still crossing the line. There's still that level of what the hell are you doing? Like when, when you're you Tom literally Brady, can't just go out there and do what you want. When you're Tom Brady or Payne Manning, then you can run the offense. Mm-hmm. And only they could do that. You have to earn your right to call your own offense as the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And here's how you do that. Yeah, stay with the team more than a year. Yeah. That 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 you know C that may or may not be on your chest because some teams don't put that C on your chest even if you are a captain uh, doesn't mean shit. <laughs> if you've only been there for a year. Yeah. It means was nothing. He really, was he really it's symbolic. Captain last year? I, I have no idea if he was, but if he was, that's hilarious. It's it's dumb, uh, <laughs> but it, it means nothing. And if he wasn't, then well. That tells you something. You know, I mean, what ha- that, you know what that C means? Hmm. You go for the coin toss. That's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, you know, just, 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 uh, just why, you know what? I'm not even going to say he should ride a bench. He doesn't even deserve that luxury. He deserves he be, to be out of the league. He should be in the XFL. <laughs> not even do football. Nope. Go to the XFL. Yeah, yeah. Go, go to. Go to the yeah. goat league. Yeah, because that's arguably funnier than not having a job at all. <laughs> yeah, damn much of this. <laughs> I mean, I know the answer that last one. Man, have you watched it in the XFL this year? Nope. Nope. I yeah. went for the USFL in April. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <sighs> go Maulers. Let's hope. That's over. Can't be any worse than it was last year. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> and they got new colors, team. so maybe that'll reinvigorate. Hey, it, it, it's Pittsburgh, man. You wear mm-hmm. black and gold if you're in Pittsburgh. Yep. This is good, bro. I believe it. We're already at the what we learned this week segment. We are we're already there. 
Uh, I don't know if Darren has anything because we didn't talk about that beforehand, but I do. So I'm going to. So I just learned this like five minutes before the show started. It's actually why I called Darren a little bit later than uh, than I would have. Uh, and I found that about this entirely on accident. I just was scrolling through social media. I think it was on Facebook. I was on and I saw an article about it. Uh, Spotify has a new feature. It's called Spotify DJ. Basically, we all know what Spotify <coughs> is, right? Streaming service. You can have like like play like make playlists and do all that and it, it basically comes off as like radio but no host mm-hmm. if you do it right like me well spotify does something kind of cool where they basically inserted the host into a, a playlist it's called spotify dj and what it is this i forgot the guy's name who is the who does like the it's an ai dj is what it is excuse me and uh, it goes through, and it'll pick uh, various songs that you may not have heard in a while, but you used to listen to a lot, and what you like now. Basically, it'll understand what you like, and it basically has like your own radio station. And then every now and again, but it's not just like songs keep playing and playing and playing. It's every now and again, like every three songs or so, he'll cut back in, and he'll be like, "Oh, we'll switch up the vibe. We're going to like from country to pop or pop <clears throat> to rock or whatever or something like that." And it'll kind of throw things up a little bit. I tried it out, and I really liked it. I thought it was I thought it was really fun. So, uh, so that I learned that, and I'm really excited to keep using it because I I love radio. I I, I, I love it. It's very near and dear to me. Did it, so it, it's really nice to see that kind of a thing. Now I'll, I still listen to I still listen to terrestrial radio. I have my radio all on my car when I go. I mean, I, I do that. I'm not I'm not going to shy from that, but. It's kind of cool for me to be like, oh, I can put Spotify on when I'm in the car, or or when I'm in the kitchen doing something or whatever. And it's just like, oh, okay, great. Like they used, they did this one. Um, I forgot what it's called specifically. It's like a daily playlist for people, where it'll like have music you listen to, but it'll also have like podcasts in there as well. I think it's called like the Daily Drive or something to that mm-hmm. effect. And uh, they. My, I listen to the sports one mostly because I don't want to. I like I, I follow news, but I don't want to have like a news podcast in there. I, I, I like okay. I don't want to hear you talking heads for forty five minutes. So, uh, but it, it it'll play a song or two, then it'll cut to like the sports headlines, and then after that it'll play more. But it'll be like an hour long <clears> podcast. I'm like I don't want to listen to that. I, I'd rather just. Like, I, I like the fact that you gave the headlines, like who won last night. There's a bit I like that, but I don't like this hour long thing. Like I, I I can do without that. But to have the the DJ chiming in every now and again, it gives you that radio feel. I I personally am in love with this. I can't wait to try it out more. And I've got I've got a I've got a basketball games here the next two nights. I gotta travel like an hour uh, each way, so uh, plenty of chances to get familiar with my AI DJ. <laughs> I know you're a physical CD kind of person. I know you don't have a streaming service, mm-hmm. but is this something you would do? Possibly. I mean, I've used I, I right now I use Apple Music um and um uh since since Michael's got a family plan, so I uh uh basically just get to download all the music to my phone. And then, you know, if we ever lose it, then it gets undownloaded. But still, uh, I mean, that was basically how it was when I had Spotify Premium. Um, but 
Apple's just easier to use for me. But uh, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be if I am on Spotify, it'd be something I'd be I'd be down for. Like I said, I think it's I think it's fun, and I I believe actually I'll tell you to be honest with you I'll probably use it once I get done with here. But here, truth be told, I've got <laughs> like I've got my headphones in it. I go okay, fine, whatever, we'll just go. Mm-hmm. But yes, did you learn anything this week? Uh, technically, I did. Um, it just isn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be in the news because it's not published. Um, so. Without getting into a whole bunch of details, long story short, we've just finished up a a study on um, uh, they were testing out a, a candidate treatments for um, uh, a virus called Lassa virus. Uh, it has a high mortality rate. It's um, it's it's got no treatments. There's no vaccines for it. Funny enough, we've also got a study testing out candidate vaccines, but Okay, I'm gonna um, stop you right there for a second. Yeah. Can we just appreciate how I was I was up here cheering about music, and you bring up high mortality rates from a virus. Yep. <laughs> so so strange you are. Yeah. So, so long story short, there's with I don't even know the name. I don't even it doesn't have a name. It's just a candidate treatment. Um, there's promising data. In terms of at least in a guinea pig model, that the treatment is doing its job, um, and uh, so that's exciting. I mean, that's uh, they're going to uh, you know a publication will eventually come out of that. So when the yeah. publication comes out, I'll I'll I could delve in more. But other than that, now, I don't know if you can explain this or not. But can you can you explain? I can treatment. I think I understand what that yeah. means, but for so those that, of us who may not be as smart as you, mm-hmm. lay it out. So basically, what generally happens in so we have a lot of collaborators. I I don't know any of these people, of course, but you know across the nation, and there are various based on um, the, the typical way you would screen for for potential candidates um, for potential for drugs or. Uh, molecules or anything that could potentially interact with your target of choice. So if I have a receptor on the virus shell, for example, that, or, or a, you know, a molecule on the shell that I'm targeting, you could screen using computers, using supercomputers, basically thousands upon thousands upon thousands of existing molecules or, or, or things that even resemble, you know, existing molecules, uh, the, and, and effectively test them in silico is what they call it, um, to, to match, uh, to, to spit out things that might be possible, that might work, that might bind to your target or, or have the effect you're wanting. And then you screen those and you try them in basic lab settings like cultures and things like that um and then you weed them out further and then you get into live models so basically uh, a candidate drug or a candidate vaccine or a candidate treatment or just m- molecules or vaccine or, or potential vaccines that 
could possibly work. And we're going to now test them out to see if they actually do work based on our previous information that led us here. Um, so uh, basically they had, they had belief that uh, they had reason to believe that the, the molecule that they're using or currently using could treat loss of infection. And so they, they, that and among others, and they set up an experiment to actually show whether it does or doesn't, whether or not the computer said so or not. Uh, and then the vaccine, same general realm, but also a little bit more into uh, a little bit more into um, you just figure out what you can target such that you can make your body target it and you know recognize it and generate antibodies for it and the antibodies not be evaded um because a lot of mo a lot of bacteria and viruses hiv is you know the one the, the hardest one of course that we can never get a vaccine for what well, we, we at this moment we can't get a vaccine for because they they what they display on their outer surface changes so frequently because of the how um easily changeable they they easily more uh, sorry easily susceptible the dna is to mutations that we just can't keep up with it we can't create something at this moment that can match it before it has the chance to mutate or match it in a spot that has very little chance of mutating um but what in a vaccine to, uh, in a vaccine creation you you'd basically look for those areas that you can possibly target that won't be susceptible to a lot of change just being via selection that will then evade what you, the antibodies you've generated um so you 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 find those targets and then you, you do the testing and in this case you administer them like you would a vaccine expose them to the virus or the bacteria or the pathogen just just broad pathogen and see if it confers any protection or see if it minimizes the symptoms, even if you still do get sick. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I, I don't mean that's like, I generally mean this is interesting. Yeah. It really is. <clears throat> you know me, I can be a sarcastic asshole. <laughs> but I, I really do. Like, I, I, that is, I, I love, like, like I said, I'm not, I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking I was working on a new, new YouTube video, and I was thinking about how a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't know how to edit, so I don't do YouTube." It was all I think I'd like to, and I'm like, "It's really not that hard." But now I was thinking like, I know how to do this, but some people it's not. And then it kind of applies to what I'm like, what you just said. Like, you're probably like, "Okay, I know what all this stuff means," but I walk in there, I'm like, "Uh." What button do I not press? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay, it's just amazing what, and it's, again, it's so basic, but it's like the fields of knowledge of different people. It's, it's really fascinating because, again, I, I I thought about something Michael had said, your brother, uh, when mm -hmm. we met over at our mutual friend Brian's house uh, about like New Year's Day or something like that. In late December or early January, I forget exactly when it was now, but and he said there was another friend of yours. I think this is the guy that lives in Texas. I think uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. And he said Michael said I'm one of the smartest people he's ever met. 
and he said, if I put you, the guy in Texas, I forget his name, and uh, and Darren in the same room, you will have no, you will never run out of topics. And I'm like, I learned what the guy does. I'm like, I'm not in the same league as them. Okay, like I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not. <clears throat> yes, I ha- I know a lot of things, but I'm also like, they would struggle on stuff. I'd be like. I'm gonna let y'all go, and I'm gonna go get some meat. Y'all come back when you're just no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I mean, I and here's the thing: like, I can prove to you that Darren and I don't have anything to talk about. And I'm just like, I show you our podcast. (laughs) I can prove you to that. I can prove that to you. Oh. Yeah, so there's, there's that um, potential promising stuff coming out of that, and hopefully a nice publication will come out. From yeah, it. Not that I'll be on it, of course, because that's above me, but it's for the place that I work at, so that's always exciting. Cut it. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, you're saying ex- exciting stuff and uh, one day the a publication will be out explaining it in detail. And that's when you'll come on and explain it in detail. Yeah. <laughs> Once it's public <clears throat> knowledge. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get published? I, I'm just curious it, how long that process is. It really takes. depends. Uh, it depends on a lot of things. Um, uh, once you've got the data, it's really how long does it take to analyze it uh, how long, you know, there, there are some studies just in general that, that'll, once they're published, it's been three, four years worth of work sometimes. Um, especially in ecology or like tree, uh, those tree researchers that sometimes they, they drag in on for, for seven, eight years Whoa. or more. Um, uh, there's one, there's one. Now, this one, I'm sure, has generated a ton of papers, but there was one experiment, so to speak, that has gone on um, that has really just been, how long can we keep up this particular cell line? And it's and um, so it went on so long that the originator of the experiment has since retired and has given the experiment to a new group. Wow. And they, ha- and they had to have a detailed... Trans, trans, uh, a transfer to make sure that nothing went wrong, such that it ruined it. <laughs> that, that's insane. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure that one got a crap ton of publications just out of its existence. But uh, for so a base to to give a an appropriate real world real world timeline for the the stuff that I do uh, that I am on the publication that I am on, I did my piece of work on that in the summer of uh 2018 whoa and um they were doing some work before that um but by the time it was actually submitted for publication it was the summer of 2020 and by the time it w- went through the review process, went through any changes, because the review process might suggest changes or other experiments that might even need to be done to clarify. And so that could get, that could delay things. Um, 
or the paper, the publication that you submit to originally doesn't want anything to do with it, and you have to submit to another publication, which is actually what happened with this one. Um, and normally, it's just a matter of a matter of this doesn't fit our paper per se, or our journal per se, and but sometimes it's also this is crap, get away from us. Um, <laughs> But more often than not, it's just we don't think it fits what our paper, what our journal covers, even though it might. Uh, it, it's normally just a kind way of saying "screw off," we don't want to deal with it. Uh, They're so nice like that. Yeah. Oh, some reviewers. There's a meme in the in the scientific community of reviewer number two, and oh God. reviewer number two is always the asshole. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes it gets so bad as such that the reviewer recommends you check out the work by so-and-so and as reference to this study when so-and-so is the one that wrote the study you're currently reviewing. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah. Um, we, th- there was literally a comment on a paper that our postdoc was working on um, when she was still with us before she moved on to another lab. And... I'm glad you clarified when you said she's still with us. I'm like, um, <laughs> um, doesn't go wrong in the lab, my boy. And the 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 review was basically saying, "Hey, why didn't you do this experiment to clarify x x and z and y and why?" And then the the whole we were sitting there at lunch, and she was like, "They didn't read this paper, did they?" Because that's literally <laughs> what we did. We literally did. It's the the numbers are right there. Um, yeah. That, that's but, just like read the headline, didn't read the actual article. Yeah. Um, but the, the paper that I'm on eventually got published in December of 2020. So by the time. I recall you sharing that. Yeah. So between the work that I personally did on it and the time it being published was about a year and a half. Actually, yeah. Yeah. A little more than a year and a half, I guess. Um, and the work was going on even before that. I, I don't know how much longer before that, but it was going on because um, I, I would imagine at least a year or so because that was that spawned out of two. My paper spawned out of the results of another paper, um, and that one that one wasn't even intended. They just stumbled on this data and they were like, "Holy crap! We might have found something crazy here." So we're gonna write another paper out of this, um, and um, so I'd imagine it was going on for at least a year prior to that, maybe even longer. Not too much longer because my that lab started in like 20, early twenty sixteen. Not long after, not long before I started there as an undergrad in my junior year, um, but for at least. Mid twenty seven, when they started. Craziness. That's all I can say is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, I think, in in my in the building right now, a series the series of studies that have gone on has one of them, is a, a set of hamster studies with uh, COVID, and I think. I don't know if the, any separate papers have come out of it, but the act, the actual general structure of the study has been in place since COVID started. Um, and we've still run it. We just did another experiment on it in the lab today. 
So I'm not sure if there's been a bunch of I mean, have been separate publications or if it's a bunch of data that they just keep collecting to put into one big publication. I'm, I'm not sure. But I'm sure I could easily find it. <laughs> I would think. And after that uh, fairly detailed explanation, <laughs> we will actually say so long for this episode of Science and Project Podcast. This has been Season 3, Episode 29 of our podcast. We'll try and get Josh back in here next week. Just kind of had a little bit of a scheduling conflict this week. And, of course, with everyone being uh, having their own lives and being busy, it's understandable, as we all know. But uh, we'll try to get him in there. We did miss the Fontana race. Uh, for the NASCAR Cup Series. It's the last race at that configuration of the racetrack. Uh, he seems to think that they're not going to go back there. I'm the belief they will. And, and my theory is backed up because NASCAR purchased more land on that plot around, Fontana, around the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. I think they're leading towards something like the Braves did with the Battery and Truist Park. The racetrack is there. We're going to build a lot of stuff around it and make it a real entertainment destination outside just the racetrack. Huh. I love the battery. I think it's great. So, the Braves, certainly helped the Braves. It's helped. It's made them be able to add payroll. So, like, the team's good. <laughs> so, because of the battery. We're not just, we're getting more money because of that. So, I'm all for that. But Yeah. I think that's interesting, but uh, yes, yeah, so we, we did miss that race. Kyle Busch won the race, the cup race. I missed it because I was in Wheeling at a hockey game. Actually, on Sunday, we were hovering back through like Brad Pacey's hometown in Glendale, West Virginia, down the mountains. We saw the mountains, saw the West Virginia Penitentiary, uh, went down to Parkersburg, and then went on to uh, Bridgeport at Grafton, Morgantown. And then bags, I missed the CSX here. I'm not here's unit, but I missed a weird CSX engine by like minutes. Dang. CSX 940 is what we call a Crayola unit. Basically, it had a fire in the engine that basically melted the paint off the side of the engine on the, on the <laughs> right side. And so, if you ever seen a CSX engine, it's blue and it has in yellow big CSX on the side. But part of the C was still there. So they repaired it, but they didn't paint it. It's just it was sitting there in primer. So what they did was someone, I don't know who, wrote like in big, it looked like someone took a big crayon, hence the name Crayola unit, and wrote CSX on the side. They finished the C and wrote SX on the side. And like I said, it's called the Crayola unit because their, their left side is fine. It's a normal <clears> engine there. But CSX 940, if you look on the right side, it's that. And it was on a manifest train coming through Grafton. And I saw a manifest leaving. It was going towards Fairmont as we were going up to Morgantown. And I'm like, damn it. It was up front, too. And I was on, I was on the correct side of the engine to see it. And I missed it. Dang. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled about that. <laughs> And I missed the train in St. Mary's, which matters because in St. Mary's for like a little bit, the train runs right through the street. I missed street running by like 10 minutes. I was really mad. Yeah. Yeah, not a a great train for me, but it was interesting. I got to see a lot of states that I hadn't seen before. Got to sell some cars that I haven't been been to before. It It was fun, but I'm like, damn it, I missed two cool trains. One in the cool locations and one that's just straight up different. 
and on CSX, not a whole lot of different to be found. So if you can get something, you get it. <clears throat> I'm hoping they cut it off somewhere and run it through New River here, but not tomorrow or Friday because I got things to do. <laughs> Next week, probably. Uh, yeah. Like I said, this has been Season 3 of One Other Time to the Coaching Podcast. We're back next week, hopefully with Josh. Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.